What is up, Big Rig Nation? It's March 20th, 2023. Um, I don't know, boys. I just said I didn't know what I was going to say. Um, after we hit record, I still don't. I think when I started thinking about starting a podcast with you guys, I don't think you kind of think about being vulnerable. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine. But you just can't get into it because understand and um it's not just a group chat anymore it's it's broadcasted into anyone who wants to listen it's forever on the airwaves and uh obviously we know what happened on friday night and um yeah well i'm sure we'll talk a lot about tournament talk about some free agency stuff but um yeah i think uh I haven't really said much to anyone. I haven't really responded to texts. Um, I'm sad. Very sad. Sad day, bad day. Yeah, I think uh, I've been able to be able to fortunately be a, a part of a lot of championships. That's all right, though. My legs was already set. How many rings you got? How many rings you going to be remembered for? Um, with, you know, the, the Boston sports. But uh, to have... To be humiliated the way we were and, you know, just reading everything the past couple of days. It, it, you know, I'm here to face the music. I, I can't hide. I'm not going to hide. I obviously I said what I said last week and the whole season. But, um, I you know, I think it's important to also understand that. Losing's part of it, but not just losing. This was not just a loss. This was this was this was way bigger than a loss. So, I don't know. I'll probably share some more thoughts, but I don't know. It's been hard. Um, I don't know. <laughs> for someone that didn't dribble a basketball for the Purdue Boilermakers this year, um, I'm taking this pretty hard. I think you should take it hard. I think you really should. This is this is an embarrassing day. Pete's embarrassing, victory speech. <laughs> embarrassing couple days for the university that sits in West Lafayette, Indiana. Purdue. It's one of those things, right? You know, 16 versus one. Never happened to us. I mean, one time in history. We all remember Virginia a few years ago. And I'll, I'll, I'll be the first to raise my hand. I was rooting for you guys. I had Purdue going real deep in a lot of, uh, a lot of my brackets. Um, this is not a, you know, me jumping on your grave here. This is it's a sad day for, for you guys. And, and trust me, I, I follow some teams that there's been a lot of sad days, like the New York Jets. So I feel the pain. I feel the pain. This but, is worse. This is worse than any of those. With that being yeah. said, I think – I think there's got to be some looking in the mirror at that Purdue basketball facility. You nope. guys thought you were going to roll through FDU. Nope. I mean, not just you guys. Everyone did. Vegas. Vegas had 23 points. 
But man, that that fairly Dickinson out of New Jersey, man. Something about the the water in New Jersey, they just they just keep beating that those Purdue Boilermakers every year. And um it's a crazy loss. It's a crazy loss. I mean, I I'll be the first to say I did I didn't expect it to happen. Uh once that game was, you know, ten minutes left, I think everyone saw the reality that this could actually happen and Man, I could not imagine sitting in your guys' shoes. I've been there with you guys when Purdue's lost in Vegas and versus North Texas. I wasn't there last year. And, you know, you guys lost to St. Pete. But, I mean, this this tops them all, right? Number one seed, 16 seed. You're supposed to win that game. Doesn't matter by how much. Doesn't matter if it's by one or by 40. You're supposed to win that game. So, tough day. I think we could say the P word again because that's a storyline today. It's a national storyline. The Purdue Boilermakers fall into the number sixteen Fairleigh Dickinson. So, what were the what were the vibes in Vegas? What were the vibes prior, during, and after? Um, I need stories. I need I need our listeners need stories of of how we were feeling. Vibes are great. Let's be vulnerable. I, let's be vulnerable. Yeah, I'm I'm here to. I'm not going to hide anything. And the vibes were they were great. We were kind of you're always kind of thankful they play on that Friday time slot. Because we get in Wednesday night, leave Saturday. You know, they're a Friday late time slot. So there's always, really not even this year, but it, in past years, like, well, if they lose, throws off the whole trip. If they play Thursday morning, it throw it everything gets thrown off. So the vibes were <clears throat> great. As you said, Pete, where we were, no one even thought to bet Fairleigh Dickinson money line, which we normally all do. So... It was a great trip up until Friday around four o'clock. So Dean, I'll let I'll let you talk on the episode. Well, at least some of us had the you know vision to bet Fairly Dickinson first to fifteen. So so that was nice at least. But then you're you kept waiting for the switch to flip. And it's just like it is anytime there if there's an underdog matchup, is that the room quickly turns over to cheering for if even if they have no dog in the fight is cheering for the underdog and that's what it was like second half every bucket fairly dickinson got anyone who was there around us is just is going nuts we're at a massive bar we've been there all day everyone knew we were purdue fans what yep. bar we at? we're at dog house oh yep. at resort worlds yeah, yeah it's a it's a massive sports book everyone had, you know we're like hey is purdue gonna cover we're like yeah purdue's gonna cover and then and then everyone kind of starts it's probably like 500 people at this bar at one point Dean as you said everyone starts kind of looking at us just cheering in our faces yeah it was it was like we were on stage with our naked we just we didn't know what to do when they hit that three from the top of the key I think make like a five point game with a minute left that was when everyone was like oh shit and just everyone's going crazy and we're all just sitting there at the table like i look around no one's saying anything like silent and even like a lawyer came down i think the next possession and hit a three three yeah yeah so like we were still in it at that point but that's when it really hit me i was like we're not like i was like we're not escaping this one like yeah pete you said like 10 minutes the second half like you know this could happen but really, it wasn't until we got under that last TV timeout that I was like, yeah. shit, like, we're in a dogfight now. This is, like, 
when it gets that every, late, it's every a, possession matters. It's a coin flip when it gets that late. Like, you know, there's not enough of a difference even between a 16 and a one if you're just talking about a game of two or three possessions, like tied at the end. Like, and, and we were losing. So I just, the entire trip, no one thought that we were going to be in this situation. Like, literally, it, it never crossed any of our minds. Like, everything was about, all right, what's going to happen? the weekend after or maybe like some consideration for if you wanted memphis or fau but no one like some like some people were laughing at the fairly dickinson coach for saying oh i i, I think purdue's beatable like yeah I was. Like, yeah like we, we were making fun of them for thinking that and i don't know if it was just maybe some nervous energy or what but i mean i don't know that like it just uh, yes, you kept waiting for the switch to get flipped, and it never did. And it's just like you let a team hang around. They start thinking they can beat you. And by the end of the game, it looks like our guys, like, just, you know, they just didn't they, look like they, they expected a game. Yeah. Like, they, yeah. they they looked panicked. Like, those guys, and, like, you, you see the interviews after the game. It looks like guys are just staring off into the abyss. Like, in the they headlights. have no idea what just happened. Yeah. So, do you, do you think me being in New Jersey had anything to do with it no. during the game? No, no, oh, okay, zero. No. Well, well, let's talk about what happened. Like, what happened? Like, give me the game breakdown. For it's very game. simple. So, we've lost, right? Everyone knows the stat by now. Like, the last three years, we've lost to what 13 seeds and above. Um, yeah, and, and it's pretty simple. Like, the X's and O's come down to just guard play. And Purdue, for as long as we can remember, has always had big men, right? And kind of have, like, bragged about it. Like, we're the big man university and, you know. Big man you. Big man you and seven foot for the last, you know, 10 years. And and the, the tournament, year in and year out, and we've actually proven it with our run to the, almost the Final Four, is that you have to have exceptional guards. And if you don't have exceptional guards that can shoot and facilitate and hustle and play a little bit of defense, like you're not going to make a deep run. And our guards were kind of always an issue, but we, we, we just kind of relied on Zach to, to play well all year. And, and I it's just like, it's just so many stats going through my head. Like Fairleigh Dickinson was statistically one of the worst teams, like in all of college basketball. They, they shouldn't have been there. They, they didn't win their conference. Tournament. They're the shortest team in tournament history. We're one of the tallest teams in tournament history. It, like I, I can't comp. Like I still have not comprehended the 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 severity of this loss. Like you know, people we lose in baseball playoffs and football playoffs, and but th this is just in a different stratosphere. Like this is, and, and not only this loss, but the last three years combined, it's just like. No, nobody has gone through what we've gone through. Nobody, and maybe nobody will. Like, um, so just like, there's days in sports where you just, you just cannot believe this. Just wasn't a loss. This was like a. This was a program, as you said, P in the beginning. It's a program defining loss, and and Purdue Twitter has been an absolute dumpster fire the last ever since probably halftime of that game of just like fire Matt Painter. Well, he's good in the big 10. And I mean, last week 
I drew the line and I said Purdue Purdue can win the national championship. We didn't even we didn't be a 16 seed. We 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 win the Big Ten. Win the Big that doesn't mean anything. We've won 25 Big Ten championships, and we don't have a damn Final Four in the last 40 years. That's embarrassing. Like, that's embarrassing. Yeah, and I hate the people drawing the comparisons to when Virginia lost to UMBC. Not even close. Because as you mentioned, that UMBC team that I I hate playing revisionist history, but because it kept coming up, UMBC was regarded as being much better than a typical 16 seed that year. And Virginia had just lost their best player for the year coming into the tournament. So two things, not at all like this situation. We were fully healthy. Fully healthy. Just won the just won the Big Ten Conference Tournament. Good draw. Great, and also, if Purdue is still in it, the draw, not a good draw the rest of the way has been setting up perfectly for, for Purdue. So just throwing that out there. But, yeah, it's it's been building to this for the last three years. Like, I wasn't sh- as shocked by this just because we've seen them lose. We saw them lose to a 15 in the Sweet 16 last year, and then they obviously got beat by North Texas. Like, we've, we've low-key been building to this if you think about it. So I mean, it can't like it can't get much worse, and uh, unless we like lose to a sixteen again or something. But it's like Purdue has prepped you for this kind of expectation in the tournament, and we got so consumed with oh, Painter's finally gonna have to win in the second weekend, and now he drops this one on us. But where dude, I, I think it's bigger than that. Like you, no, you, no, no, no. And, even and so, even you didn't let, think we were gonna lose first so, weekend. Of course not. Of course not. But I'm saying is that you should, I think I was, some of us might have been prepared for this kind of disappointment just because we've seen disappointment the last couple of years. Like, nobody, nobody was prepared for this team. I mean, this, once, this they, is, once the game ended, I was like, I was like, okay, because the way we lost, I was like, I could have expected this. They took away our first option and we, we panicked. We had, we had no, we had no secondary stuff. Like they took away our primary. They had two guys guarding Edie. They literally dared our shooters to hit threes, and those guys couldn't do it. And I had been saying this throughout the years that those guards are going to have to, like, they were going to have to step up, and no one did. You sometimes get forced to win with your secondary stuff, and we couldn't do that. It's like you, we lost to a team that was starting six six guys against Edie, and I mean Edie, he didn't play well. But I'm not really going to blame that dude for when two or three guys are around him and your coach has no other game plan. Like, yep. how, how, many, how many times does it need to happen? Like, great. And you Painter just will, saw him. You just yeah. saw him play two nights ago in the first four. Like, yep. you, you had fresh tape that these guys can shoot, their guards can hustle. And like, yeah. the obvious was they're going to take away Edie and like dare us to make wide open shots, which we didn't. But, Dean, we we didn't expect to lose the first round. I that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying I wasn't as surprised as I think most people would be when just looking at one versus sixteen because we've lost to fifteen and thirteens the previous years. Like we have shown the ability to lay an egg. I'm not saying I was expecting it to happen. I'm saying that after it happened, I was like, maybe I should have seen this coming. Yeah, maybe I, I knew that this was like that we are capable of this. I am by no means saying that I expected us to lose because yeah. no, that would be a blatant I know, lie. I know someone who did see it coming, 
Shout out, shout out to the old man, Walt. He uh he had a little fairly Dickinson money line bet that hit. Plus two thousand. So. Shout out Walt. Miss shout you. out Walt. Yeah. Hope you're spending that one on Send it to Purdue's athletic department. <laughs> um well, well, let's, so, move, let, let's move on. We got a we got a lot of games yeah, to talk yeah, about. Yeah. But hey, I just want to be first one as friends first. As much banter as we have. Sucks sucks to see your team lose like that. So I, I can't imagine the pain you guys are feeling. I uh I don't wish that upon anyone. But um Can we can we talk real quick at, at at the big like I feel like like what is how does I I legitimately think Purdue's cursed. I no, know that word gets. No, no, they are who we thought they were. But they are who we thought they were. Cursed? No, they are who we thought they were. A great, but, regular, uh, a great regular season team can't win in the tournament. Yeah, I mean, Pete, you did say that. I definitely, I'm a credit where credit is due, guys. You guys know. You said I, but we're fully healthy. We have National Player of the Year. We're playing our best basketball, and then we lose to the statistically worst team that's ever played in the in the NCAA tournament. Maybe the only team that's never been actually qualified to go. Rick, I've been saying it all year. All but, these, but, all these but, wins I, are great. Being number one, being number one in November, December is great. That's all great. January, whatever. Show me it at tournament time. I've been saying it since. We nobody's arguing with that. Yeah, I I, I, I agree. They can't. They're just not a tournament team. But I think Purdue athletics is cursed. Nobody else has gone even close to this. We're cursed with a, a certain person, but we're not. So, so that's the university is not cursed. So that's a question, Dean. I know Dean's been saying fire painter for probably like he's probably been right about for like five six years, but. Is that is that is that what we do? We I don't want to I, I don't want to belabor this one for for, for too long because I know we talked about Purdue a bunch. But I'd say this: I think Purdue is content with winning with competing in the Big Ten, and then you know, however the tournament goes, that goes. I don't see them firing Painter, but I don't see them going anywhere with him. I think he's shown time and time again that he's not an X's and X's and O's guy. I mean, he's getting out coached by dudes that. We've never even heard of. They're D2 they, last year. Tobin Anderson yeah. was D2 last year. And then the, they used that win over Purdue to finally to, to move up into Division One, like to, or to move up into like Power Five. I just I, I think he, he is what he is, but I don't see them firing him. It's call it the the Indiana curse is that they're just they're com- content with being competitive. It's like the Pacers for years, and I think it's the same at Purdue. Do you think there's something wrong with the Big Ten? Well, there's only one team left. Yeah, at eight. But I've been reading a lot of Big Ten is just all big men focused and no no really good guards go play in the Big Ten. But where? It feels like most of the top recruits these days haven't really been in the Big Ten. Like, I would need to fact check that, but I feel like a lot of the top, I haven't seen many top guard and forward recruits in the Big Ten these days like they used to. Yeah. Right. Well, hey, on to next year, right? Like, turn the page, new chapter. Oh no! Uh, we'll start thinking. We'll start talking about next week. We'll start talking about Purdue basketball twenty twenty four. No, we won't. No, we, no, we won't. won't. We're, 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 I'm banning Purdue 
off the airwaves until. Thank you. Probably until March next year. Yeah. My parting words on Purdue will be that the listeners that wanted us to talk more about Purdue, you got what you wished for. And the listeners that want us to shut the fuck up about Purdue, you also are getting what you wished for. So and there's a lot of people turning into this just wanting to drink our tears, and that's fine. Hey, I'm just I'm just glad I'm I'm turning the page on the notebook. You know, all the things we needed for Purdue to make it to the final four. We don't even have to get past the first line. So we're we're moving on. I'll start with the yeah. next page of my notebook with, with any I do wish we were a, a second seed. Oh here we go. than the first seed. <laughs> wish we were an eight seed. Avoid all the double digit seeds as long as we can. But but all right, let's talk about some other big upsets. Arizona went down early. Um yep. Thursday, one of the first games, and totally busted one of my brackets. I had them going deep. Um yep. pretty surprising loss. And what did your what are your thoughts on on that game, Dean? So that was one I think Arizona won the first to fifteen in that, and you're like, okay, you know, I I could give a fuck about Princeton now. Then like they were, it was like tied towards like the end of the first half. I'm like, what the hell is going on? But it was the same same thing as Purdue. Is that it just like it kept going, it kept going, and Arizona wasn't really putting them away. Like they'd only be up like maybe like four or five points, and Princeton like crawl, crawls back in it. And all of a sudden, you you get down to the end, and it's a two or three possession game, and you set yourself up for failure. It just seemed like Arizona never got out of first gear in this game. Like they played so well in the Pac-12 tournament, and then this game just felt like they never truly got going. And then, like Purdue, they were just kind of shell shocked at the end. You know, Princeton just made one or two more plays than they did when it counted, and. All of a sudden, those shots, those desperation threes at the end are not dropping and going home. And Princeton rolls over Missouri, and now they got Creighton. Do we think Princeton has any shot to keep going after the Sweet 16, or do you think the magical run ends here? Why not? I think they do. It looked good. Yeah, I mean, they got, they're playing with house money. They can safely say that. There's never been a 15 six, 15 seed, 16 matchup. So I think Creighton's playing well, though. And I think for a lot of these teams, having the extra days to prepare rather than being in like the, you know, a Thursday, Saturday situation where you literally have like one night to try to digest the victory before and then, you know, your next opponent. I think Creighton, I, I think I saw their odds. I think they have like the fourth best odds or something to make the the final four which is largely predicated on the fact that they're playing Princeton because their next matchup would be Alabama but no I think Creighton I think Creighton will take care of business but it's been it, I, I was surprised that Princeton blew out Missouri because Missouri played well in their first round matchup yeah, man, Utah State. Really good. yeah they played really well like th- that was one of my first of 15 winners and then they they finished out strong that game and then you know their guys that were playing well against Utah State, just laid an egg against Princeton. And it, it's just crazy how the tournament can work out like that. Is that like, you know, you all of a sudden you feel like you have a great draw and that team that you're like, you thought you were be so glad to see comes in and kicks your ass. Yeah. All right. Dean, then, Dean, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Dean went to Vegas. Last year there was like these guys that only bet 
underdogs first to 15. And so Dean took that to heart, bet every single game, the dogs versus <laughs> the dogs. And it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty bad at first, but the second day, Friday, yeah, there was someone hit, and then there was the same group was, and it's probably like 20 people. They were in doghouse yeah. and like, Every single huge dogs were hitting first to fifteen. Like I think Drake, uh, fairly Dickinson, obviously. Um, There's maybe a few others. I mean, they was, yeah. it was it erupted. It was like yeah. it's like a stadium. Yeah, I, I came out negative from Vegas, but it wasn't because of the dogs. I think I was like ten for twenty eight, but like some of my winners were big plus, winners. Plus three hundred. Yeah. yeah. So. So I take that. The one, the game that was excruciating, San Diego State and Charleston. Charleston, four and a half. Four point game. And like the Charleston misses a shot. San Diego State gets the rebound. And they're just, he's just like swinging around. I mean, he's getting fattled for like the last five seconds, but like the refs aren't calling it. And they finally call it with 0.9 left. I was on and the like, other side you- of that one, dude. I was on the San Diego State side. So oh. I was, I was jumping for joy. Well, Rick, uh, Rick here had plus or plus six and a half or whatever. So, yeah, I, I had minus five and a half. So, and then oh, he hit both. Then he hit both free throws. Then he hit both yeah. free throws. Yeah, I, I definitely snuck by on that one. Yeah, it's the hope that kills you with some of these, man. Like yeah. the guy's swinging around. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to escape. And then the whistle blows. I'm like, fuck. Point seven. Yeah, I really? lied that him. Yeah. <sighs> Man, then uh, some other big games, guys. Kansas went down, Duke went down to Tennessee. Kentucky's out. I don't know if anyone really expected much from Kentucky, but and Marquette goes down. I mean, some I think I saw a stat this morning 15 different conferences are represented in the Sweet 16. Yeah, it's pretty cool, which is insane. Hold up, wait a minute, something ain't right. Wait, the East, the East, oh. 15 different conferences? That, that can't be right. No, maybe the, it's like 10, Pete, because there's a few. Maybe it, was the 15, maybe, it was, maybe it was 15 in the second round. 15 second round. Okay. But there's yeah. a lot of different conferences in the Sweet 16. I was like 15 conferences in Sweet 16. I was like, um. Yeah, it, right? Michigan State, got Big Ten, Big 12, Kansas State. You got the SEC with Tennessee and Alabama. That's and, um, and and Arkansas, and Arkansas, FAU's in their own conference. Yep. Creighton Big East. Big East has three: UConn, Creighton, and um, where's Princeton? Is their own conference? Uh, San Diego State's their own conference. Yeah. Miami, yeah. ACC, Houston's their own conference. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. And then, Gonzaga, UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, UCLA and Gonzaga. I think that's that's ten or eleven. So, WCC yeah. and Pac twelve, yeah. Pretty crazy. So it's like the conferences that we were told all year were the strongest, you know what, Big Twelve and Big Ten. And they just get cleaned out in the first first two games. I think the Big Ten them. just got crushed. I yeah, was Michigan State. I yeah. I I was against Michigan State in the first game, in the second game. <laughs> yeah. And I think they're going to lose the third game. But those guys, just, they they're like the cockroach. They just won't yeah. die. I, I think you know all the stuff they went through this year. That program, I think they're just like on a mission. You know, it might be just like a team of destiny thing right now. 
So they have a good coach and Great. good yep. and good cards, good guards. I mean, like that's that's I mean, all could, it is. They could very easily beat Kansas State if they keep playing how they're doing, and beat Tennessee or FAU. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They that could easily be in the final. East floor. wide open. Man. That I mean, was our conference. Yeah, we know. I mean, and also Tennessee. Credit, credit to Fairleigh Dickinson. They they play their hearts out. Like I don't want to take anything away in my early monologue. They played great. They played with heart. They played with everything that we did. So, and I was rooting for them last night. I that wasn't. Was a, that was a quick, quick miracle run. Yeah. So, uh, any thoughts on the Kansas losing Arkansas? I mean, Arkansas's. I mean, they got UConn they, next, and UConn. They got some dudes, man. But Arkansas looked really good. We think. Let's just let's go through each each bracket and just kind of predict who we think is going to come out of it, where it stands right now. We could still have our picks after this, but because we'll have the final four by next week. Yeah, so let's let's just start with yeah. the South. We got Bama, San Diego State, Creighton, and Princeton. I think Bama's probably the, in most people's eyes, the favorite to come out of that one. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree. I mean, they they blow out the first two games. Best player in the tournament. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. They almost scored a hundred points versus. Texas A&M Corpus. They're the team to beat. But how about that first uh, first game cover? Oh Did yeah, get... crazy. Oh yeah, Mar- shout out Marty. Marty was. Uh... I didn't touch it, but they. The, I think the coach was telling him not to shoot. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah Deliberate, yeah. deliberately. It was like ten seconds left. Just held it right by their sideline. They. I think they started shaking hands and he just chucks it up. It. And they Texas Corpus. Yeah, it was like twenty four and a half or something. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Brandon Miller had zero in that game. That was the wild thing. They they won by a million, and Miller, their best player, had zero for Alabama. Zero points? Zero. Goose egg. They scored 96? Yeah, and he scored zero. That's crazy. Uh, Um, Yeah, yeah, I think Midwest. Midwest, you got Houston. Miami making a little run, a little surprising. Miami looks good last night. A lot of of people had Drake winning that. I had Drake winning that first game, and then I had – IU beating Drake. So double win. Yeah. But Houston, Miami, Texas, Xavier. That's that's a good that's a good dude bracket right now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I think Miami can beat Houston. I like I think Texas. I mean Xavier I think, did not look good in the first half yesterday. I think I think yeah, I think Texas beats Xavier and I think it's Miami, Texas, and Texas wins. I'm I'm hoping for Houston versus Texas, but I'm I'm riding. I, I think Houston's coming out of this one. Honestly, I I didn't like how how I saw Texas yesterday. They really struggled against Penn State, um, and then Miami. Miami, their guards have have proven me wrong a little bit already, but Houston's another animal uh, defensively, and I I think that they're I think they're going to get by here. How about how about Penn State? How about them? Yeah. Beat A&M pretty handily. Yeah. Beat the got, shit out of A&M. They, they, they held in the Texas game, too. I mean, yeah, was, yeah. totally. Yeah. So, you guys yeah, were laughing was, at me last week. I, I, I was on Penn State, dude, for the first round game. So, yeah. Um, right. The West bracket, we got Arkansas, UConn, Gonzaga, UCLA, and other just some great matchups. Um, a lot of people were on UConn, man. You start looking through some of the brackets. At least 
I'm in three of them, and you know, so two of them. All, are the, all the people from Connecticut. No, no, I'm in one that's like 46 people, a bunch of Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York. A lot of people have. Not, I'm not saying UConn Final Four, but had them had them get into the Elite Eight, beating Kansas. Um, obviously, Arkansas took care of that for them. But I think UConn Arkansas is gonna be a great game. Gonzaga UCLA might be the game of the tournament so far. Yeah, rematch of Final Four game a couple years ago. I mean, the Midwest and the West are stocked with, I think, four great matchups. Like, I I look at the other other brackets, and I'm like, oh, okay, these matchups are kind of whatever. But Arkansas, they might have the most talent of any team in the country. Anthony Anthony Black, Nick Smith, Jordan Walsh, Ricky Council, like – and their their best team. player, in the, their best player in the last game was none of those guys. Those guys will be four like NBA pick, like three, uh, two lottery picks, you know, a couple more like later in the first, second, and they're like D Davis or whoever was the guy who carried them yeah. against Kansas. No, like, and that was the thing that scared me when picking against Arkansas is that they were going to be the most talented team on the floor. You weren't going to beat them because you had more talent. You were going to beat them just because they've struggled to play together. So far this year, and you know they're playing extremely well right now. And in their eyes, you interview some of those guys out of the game; they're doing what they believe that they could do the entire year. But UConn, UConn, like I remember, middle of the year, like they had kind of fallen off a bit. They're like 16th, 18th in country, but all the computers still love them. Like I was looking, all these projections still had like UConn. You know, it's one of the four or five best teams in the country. So like I've always kind of been like sneakily believing in them just because I was like, what what am I missing here? Like what what's the technology seeing that, that that I'm not? And you know that's gonna be a good matchup. I mean I think people are are sleeping on UConn. People are probably surprised at Arkansas. They finished tenth in the SEC, and then I agree on Gonzaga UCLA. I think that's gonna be a war. Gonzaga is playing extremely well, and UCLA is a trendy trendy pick. So is this that guy snapped his ankle last night? Yeah. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. I mean, I, I rambled on here without giving a pick. I'm going UCLA coming out of here. Yeah, I like that, Dean. Did you uh did you all see that uh again a brutal or miraculous cover from uh, uh T- TCU. TCU, yeah. sorry, I'm talking about the wrong I'm I'm looking at Northwestern. Oh, I guess that is the same guy. Yeah, TCU yeah. gets just an absolute oh, God. My gosh. Yeah. You just I mean, it was like a lot of people on Gonzaga. That might be one of the worst worst beats of all time. I don't know how it gets worse than that. Like they're already shaking hands again, and and uh, I don't even know <laughs> got it. I mean, they're down. They were down what six? Yeah, with point seven left. Like ten times out of ten, they pass the ball and they let point seven run off the clock. He lets yeah. it all the way down the court and picks it up and chucks it. It's point seven left. The logo and just. Drains it, yeah. and and if it's you like, could hear, the crowd just went absolutely crazy when he hit that. Like, you see, some of those guys they shoot it just after the buzzer because they they figure they're gonna miss. They don't want to count against their stats. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I respect the dudes that that are shooting that, try, trying to get their stats, even if it costs them a, an extra miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like, yeah, I like, I like, I like, I like and I think yeah. you. That a UConn Arkansas game is a tough one. I don't know who's going to win that one. But yeah. UCLA I think Arkansas Gonzaga. I think if UCLA can get through Gonzaga, they they come out of this. Uh, all right, last one, the East. I'll 
I was going to pick Purdue in this one, but I mean, it's wide open. They just didn't get the opportunity to pick them in the Sweet 16 this year. So we got Tennessee, FAU, and we got Kansas State, Michigan State. I, I think Tennessee's got to be the favorite in this in this bracket right now. I, I don't think they're going to play as well as they did versus Duke because they played the best game of the year. But they should be able to beat FAU pretty handily. And, I mean, Kansas State is playing well. Michigan State's playing well. But I don't know. Tennessee. I have, I have, a, I have a couple of thoughts on this. I think FAU is going to beat Tennessee. I do. I think they they played pretty well last night. I think Tennessee they played fairly Dickinson. I, Pete's, anybody could be fairly Dickinson. <laughs> Too soon, brother. Too soon. I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a lot of good reasons, but I, I think FAU is is hot, dude. They can they can match up with Tennessee pretty well. Their guards are really really strong, um, and then. I love Kansas State. I'm picking Kansas State to come out of the East. They're playing extremely well. Uh, handled Marquette, obviously handled Vermont, but um, yeah, I think it's Kansas State FAU. And one thing you got to know about Kansas State is they have a little slogan. Have you guys heard of the slogan Kansas State? No. Okay. It's called Emau. E M A W. Every man's a wildcat. Interesting. Yeah. It doesn't make a lot of sense, but I love it. Email. <laughs> they just say it all the time. They say it all the time. Email. Pete's Pete's brain. Pete's brain is broken. Yeah. That's kind of kind of dumb, but like I No, it's really dumb. Email. Behind it. Yeah. Hashtag email. Yeah, yeah. Hashtag email. Just keep an eye out for it. Everyone hashtag. every man's a wildcat. Hashtag big rigs. Hashtag email. Email. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like, who made that? I guess they've been saying it forever. So it's it's kind of like boiler up, but email. So anyway, uh, and their warm-ups. I don't know if you guys caught those beautiful lavender warm-ups, those jumpsuits they're wearing. Unbelievable. Are we going to see you in a lavender jumpsuit on the next No. Month? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe if I get my master's from there. Uh, Dean's wearing an LSU sweatshirt right now, so he's already changed allegiances. I know they're not in it, but we might just be an SEC guy now instead of a Big Ten guy. One thing Back you to need being to... SEC Dean. And one thing you need to know about Dean, one <laughs> there must have been one day or maybe a couple days, I think in high school or early college, that he just went to Foot Locker. And you know how they always laid out all those hoodies, like, you know, Miami, LSU, Kentucky, Florida. And they're all like, you know, two for two for fifty or whatever. And he just bought them all. Every yeah. single one of them. All the schools he didn't get into. He just wanted to wear them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All the schools that, that had good teams, and I like the colors. He just, he just bought out mainly they longer. had good teams. Yeah. So. I like that team. I like that team. Yeah. I like K-State, too. The Keontae Johnson story. Like, I didn't realize it till middle of the year, but I was like, where do I recognize this guy from? Yeah. And uh, he, he was a kid from Florida that his heart stopped on the floor when they were playing against Florida State yeah. last year. Yeah. And now it's just Glad to see glad to see that he's had a, a nice year for them. Not sure like if he's he's kind of a fringe NBA prospect, but uh no, I I'm rooting for K State for, for that alone. I just because I don't really like any of the other teams in this region. So email. I mean I, I like, like them come out. Email. Give me an email, Dean. Email. Love it. That was a little 
less less enthusiastic than I thought you were. So, uh, <laughs> oh. Should we do a little? I guess yeah. I guess that'll be the. Those are the final four picks. Yep. It's fun tournament. I saw like a stat that like, I don't know how they came up with this, but like seventeen billion dollars of like, um, I guess work time, people watching games during Thursday and Friday was wasted. Like company time, I guess. It's a lot. That's a lot of. Or maybe I mean, not enough. Hey, I Dan. mean, I know, I know. Some go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just saying. I was like, I, I know a, a lot of our listeners take off uh, that Thursday and Friday just so they can watch games. And who? I, I, I'm not gonna call it anyone by name, yeah, just in case they did. Just like in case PTO, they didn't. Like PT or mentally, they take off. No, no, no. As in, I don't know if they actually like told their bosses that they were taking PTO or if they were just you know, quote unquote, working from home. So I'm not gonna call them out by name. But okay, in case their bosses are listening. Yeah, I, I hadn't yeah. heard anyone take it off. But. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to get to picks later, but I, I kind of want to recap our picks from the first round just quickly. Just yeah. to topic. I went four and four about the king of 500, dude, just floating around <laughs> 500 all year, right? All right. I'm good with that. Dean, on the other hand, Dean went three and six. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I thought it actually was going to be worse than that. But Rick. You didn't. Rick, Ryan Richter, the road to 500 is here. It's Ryan huge. went two, four, six, seven, and three. I don't know how he got 10 picks and we all got eight, but he <laughs> he had 10. I, Dean had nine. I had eight. Rick had 10. I don't and know. my locks didn't even hit. My The oral lock and UCSB lock didn't hit. Yeah. Arizona minus 14, US, UCSB. I was seeing the board well. Oral, all missed, but the rest of your picks hit. You are now 35, 35 and one overall record since we started the pod. I'm at 31, 27 and one. And Dean's at a, a very sorry, sorry, 28, 35 and two. Not terrible. I'm in the lottery. Not, not terrible. I'm in the lottery. Glad you didn't include his first of 15 picks in that, that he placed nice in Vegas. 10 for 28. But hey, Rick, good job. Good job. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. I thought I was seeing the board pretty well. And um, yeah. I give credit where credit's due. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for making me feel better. All right. I think I stayed away from Purdue. I really did. I was I actually went up to bet Purdue first half and at the counter and like I was like, oh, it just tipped off. And he couldn't take my bet. I was like, okay. That was a sign. That was a sign. You should have known right then and there. Yeah. We had like a uh a doghouse, it was awesome. We had like a, a betting machine, like literally right behind us. Two inches from us. Oh, <laughs> ones where you just like put in your. Yeah, it's it's so yeah. it was they've made them so much easier. Like, it was it was probably easier than betting on your phone. It was quicker than that. Yep. All right. Tournament. It's fun. It'll break your heart though. That's the thing about everyone gets excited for March. March is some March is some of the darkest memories I have. If you just delete Purdue from your memories, March is always great. Like, yeah. honestly, just be able to watch some of these games just as a fan. You're just like, this is wild because you you, just, you you never know what's going to happen. Besides, you know, Purdue getting beat by double digit seeds, but besides that, great stuff. Yep. Okay, boys. Um, well, in the midst of all this, we had quite a lot of free agency news. Um, not official yet, but Aaron Rodgers 
pretty much said Packers. It's been fun. It's been real, but it hasn't been real fun. And then he wants to be a New York Jet. So, uh, Pete, not official. Pete, I know you've had a lot of, yeah, I kind of want him. I don't want him. Where, where, where are we at with all that? I, you know what, Dean? I need you to put a put a drop in here. A little, a little J-E-T-S. Jets, Jets, Jets. I've decided, although I was on the fence about Aaron Rodgers, I am going go. to en- enjoy the ride with Aaron Rodgers, whether it's one year or two years. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I cannot. I cannot be picky as a Jets fan. We have not made the playoffs in twelve years. By far the longest streak in the NFL. Almost doubles the next team. I was in high school the last time, or freshman in college the last time. The New York. You Jets. can't. You haven't been able to drink. And. Whether this goes good or bad, it could be a dumpster fire. It could end in a Super Bowl championship. I have no idea, but all I'm going to do is enjoy the ride. I think it has all the makings for a deep run. We got a young team. We got great running backs. Got great receivers. Got Alan Lazard now. We're tightening up the O-line. We're probably going to draft one with 13 if we don't give that to the Packers. Our defense was top five in the all the NFL last year. Love our coaching staff. I, it's again, it's going to come down to if Aaron Rodgers can produce and win in the playoffs, just like Purdue in the tournament. But um, I'm going to enjoy the ride. What do I have to lose? I mean, I've I've just been miserable being a Jets fan for for 30 years. We've gotten close a few times, but you know, never made it to the big dance. And you know, whether this ends in a one year and done, and we're back to square one with Zach Wilson a year from now, or he comes, you know, plays two years, makes some deep runs, but I don't know. I don't know where it's going to land. I don't even know if we're going to get him yet. But yeah, I was going to say, what happens? It, it could be zero open? years. Yeah, it could be zero. <laughs> but if he if he comes, although I don't love his personality, I'm going to take a step back and I'm just going to enjoy the ride. Yep. That's where I'm at with this. That's a wise take, Pete. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I I'm I'm a little nervous that they're going to drag this out on the Packers. There's all this conversation on who's got the leverage. Does the Jets have the leverage? Because Rodgers basically said he doesn't want to be in Green Bay anymore. Do the Packers have the leverage? Because Rodgers said he wants to come to the Jets, and now all their fans are freaking out. And Jets signed Lazard. They got Hackett. Like, we're all in on this Aaron Rodgers thing. So I think, you know, I think May 1st is an important date. I think that's when the cap hit goes down. It goes down again sometime in June. Um, But, I mean, the Packers can hold on to Aaron Rodgers until week one. And yeah. so, I mean, God forbid that happens and we go through all summer training camp OTAs with no quarterback. Uh, I think at some point the Jets will just say, like, we're going to explore option number two, three, four, and five and get out of it. But I think May 1st will be an important day. Um, I, I hope the Jets wait till after the draft to make this deal because I do not want to give up that 13th overall pick. I don't care if we give up a first next year. And maybe a conditional second or third the year after if he plays a second year. I don't know. But either way, um, I'm excited, man. I mean, we're going to get a lot of primetime games. I'll tell you that. We usually get one a year. So if this all pans out, we'll, uh, Jets Nation will be, will be ready to go. It sounds like your excitement waned while you were talking about that. Now we're talking about you don't even know if he's coming yet. Yeah, this is a roller coaster of a take. I, I, I mean, I gotta be cautious. I gotta be cautious. I, I'm excited. <laughs> I, I think it's gonna happen. I think both, both for both sides, it makes sense. The Packers do not want to bring him back when they're trying to see what they have with Jordan Love and pay him sixty million dollars a year. 
for someone who doesn't want to be there. Packers fans have already said goodbye to Aaron Rodgers. Bringing him back would be just – I don't even know. I don't, I don't know, Pete. I thought about this. I think the Packers have a lot of leverage. I, I think they have a lot of leverage. I like, think both sides. Do. I really think both sides. Do. But I think the Packers could, like at some point, could be like – I don't know, man. There's just so much history. Like, it's like a breakup, right? It's like, but you've been dating for so long. And like, you know, they just call him in for one, you know, good meeting and say, Aaron, like, we want to finish. We want you to finish your career in Green Bay. Like, we're not getting it. They're just not going to get it. They want so much for him and they're not going to get it. And the Jets are going to dig their heels in. They're both digging their heels in. So it's like. I mean, just for context, the Jets gave up a third round pick for Brett Favre. It is almost an identical scenario. And it was like a second if they made it to the AFC Championship game and a first if they went to the Super Bowl. Why are we going to give up two firsts or a first and a second for Aaron Rodgers? I think there's something different on the five contract, though, Pete. I read something. I don't know what it was, but I don't think it was yeah, totally. They weren't paying $60 million a year in 2008 mm-hmm. because that's not what the contracts were. But like. It's also not like the Jets are going to just be or not jets excuse me the packers are going to be content to hold on to him and just pay him to not play so there is some motivation by the packers to get something done it's not like you know there's gonna be content to let him sit there the guy clearly doesn't want to play there anymore so like they'd be it'd be silly to say all right play i think they're gonna try to move him um i agree 13 for rogers seems like way too much I mean, I, I would do like a second rounder, then maybe like another conditional second or something. The kind of depending on how, yeah, how like many games he plays. A second that like goes to a first if he comes back for a second year or something. Yeah. But the value for a quarterback is never been higher. Market. Not, it, like Lamar Jackson. No one's given two firsts for Lamar Jackson, an MVP. Well, that's because the, they want guaranteed money. That's not yeah. that, that's, a, that's a little bit different. Million guaranteed, though. Like for, for Rodgers, it's like. It's different, but it's the same. Yeah, they're going to yeah. have to restructure that, though. The Jets aren't going to pay him $60 million. Oh, I know. I think, so. I think that's the stalemate. It's like the Jets are like, hey, we'll give you a first if you take on half of his contract. Yeah, they don't, they're don't. they definitely not paying And they're like, we'll give you a second or third if you want us to take on the contract kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that's where the stalemate's coming in. Because he's and already think- built into the Packers' books. But also, I mean, I think it's different when you know the guy's only going to play for, like, what, three years tops? Like, this isn't, you know, you give up, like, first-round picks for guys that you're going to get for, like, their prime. Yeah, like, like five uh, years. Yeah, at least. Like, you know, this guy, you're just trying to make the most out of, like, this this small little championship window that you're essentially painting yourself into if you give up stuff for him. We'll see what happens. I think it's. Yeah. I don't think it's anything's going to happen in the next month. I really don't. And I'm already tired hearing about it. Like they're talking about it every single day on ESPN and everything. And I get it. Big story. I mean, one of the greatest players in NFL history, potentially moving teams, and he could still play. I think so. We'll see. Yeah. But I'm ready for for it to happen. I just don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. We're in that dead period. Now that the Bears trade has been made, I think it's going to be pretty quiet until end of April when we get to the round draft time. Dude, that, yeah. that, that, that NFC South, 
Panthers have the first overall pick. They just got Adam Thielen. I mean, they're going to be good. Scott Baker, Saints got Derek Carr. I, and if like Lamar Jackson by chance goes to Atlanta somehow, I don't know. It's going to be a fun division. It could be like a pretty yeah interesting, fun division to watch for a division three weeks ago we were saying is by far the worst division of football. Yeah. So, and the Falcons got to get a new quarterback regardless. It'll be a fun division. I don't. I see the one team that has a chance of being a contender is the Saints coming out of there. I think besides that, it's just it could be fun to watch. Yeah, that's the what Panthers. I mean. Panthers just gave up DJ Moore as part of that trade for number one. But uh, I will say, I on a couple weeks ago on the pod when we were predicting what these teams without quarterbacks are going to do, I did say Carolina was just my sleeper to trade up. You did, Number yeah, one. yeah, yeah. Credit and Dean. credit to Dean. So, credit to Dean. Yeah, and uh, trade up they did, man. They got Chicago got quite the haul, and uh, yep. looks like our predictions of them taking Bryce Young are over. Yep, but our predictions about Chicago Bears being on the way back up, not wrong. I mean, do we save Chicago sports? Yeah, I mean, I mean if we didn't, I don't know who did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of credit to the to the rigs for that. So. Yeah. I, I kind of think they could have got more. That's just really. That's, I think they could have traded back to like four or five, still in the quarterback. But to who? I mean, the uh, Raiders. The Colts were at, were at four. The Seahawks oh. were at five. Then you got the Raiders at seven. Yeah. Well, the Raiders didn't have Jimmy G at the time, but now they do. Um, I don't know. I feel like they could have traded back to three, four, five, and still had another team come trade up again and got trade up a few times. Yeah. yeah. I think the I issue know, that day or is, something, you know. Yeah. I think the issue with this draft is that the Colts said this is that they weren't sold on any of the guys enough to give up what the Bears were asking for at this point in the process. And I mean the Panthers I mean the Panthers gave up a lot. They gave up, you know, this obviously I mean they swapped first this year, next year's first, a second and DJ Moore who's like a pro bowl wide receiver. Yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. You know, maybe they could have hit up Seattle because I know Seattle has the Russell Wilson picks as well. But maybe Seattle wasn't willing to to jump up. This is not a great draft in terms of the high-end quarterbacks really being sure things. So, I mean, I think the I Bears think, kind of – I still ahead. think Seattle's going to draft a quarterback. I think they're just going to have Geno play for the next three years on that contract, and they'll draft someone behind him like an Anthony Richardson just to – you know, groom get groomed over the next couple of years, and then you know maybe start him in Geno's last year, the contractor after that. So yeah, yeah, I I don't want to go too far down the rabbit hole with that, cause, but uh, I think everyone's right now the winds are swirling about like where those top four quarterbacks are going to go, and there's Colts fans are worried that Levis is going to be the only one left at four after someone trades up with Arizona to take Richardson at three. I'll say this. I think Stroud and Bryce Young are clearly the t- the two best in terms of, you know, combination of ceiling and floor. I think Richardson's just too much of a risk. I think, like you said a few weeks ago, Pete, GMs either love him or they hate him. And so I think it's kind of a coin flip and somewhat you're, you're risking your job. You you take him top two, much less top three. But well, let's see how it all plays out. I do think Teams need to get in front of the Colts if you want a quarterback, though, because the Colts are almost certainly taking a quarterback. So Arizona's phones, are they're waiting on the, that phone to ring. 
for number three. You think the, the Colts trade up a spot? No. And, and my guess is just that the way Chris Ballard plays is so, like, kind of passing, like, I don't want to say tentative, but it's more like passive. And he almost, like, just kind of let, lets things play out. And I think he's going to gamble that Arizona's not going to trade with the team trying to get a quarterback. And that yeah, we'll, like, we'll get someone at four. First but, between three and four this year is so crazy because yeah. at four, you potentially are just getting the last, the fourth best quarterback yeah. available in people's yeah. eyes. Yep. And three, at least you're getting a choice of the three, yep. right? Like, yep. I'd much rather have the choice between Will Levis and Anthony Richardson than saying, okay, Just you're, what, yeah. you're getting whatever Just, one's left. Yeah. Exactly. You're, you're getting the scraps. Yeah. It'll be what will be interesting is if Stroud or Young does not get taken top two, because then that price for number three skyrockets because I, then teams like the Seahawks and Raiders, Falcons, they're back in it. Like they maybe they trade up to three to try to get you know that that guy that fell. So that's what the Colts really have to kind of worry about is that you know yeah you maybe don't want it to give up a whole bunch to move up one spot, but if another team jumps you, you are praying that they don't like the same guy that you like that's that's remaining because yeah. there's yeah no bueno. Well, we'll save some of that draft talk a couple weeks. April, yeah. Want to touch baseball real quick and then yeah, get our picks and get off this thing. Yeah, well, uh, pretty much really only thing is going on. World Baseball Classic has come. I would say caught the world by storm. I mean, it's it's pretty electric with Trey Turner and the Grand Salami and uh, Team USA looking real good. I actually haven't followed it that close because it's coincided pretty closely with the, the tourney. But um, a lot of controversy as well. I think obviously Diaz. Freak injury, celebrating uh, Altuve's out. Yep. Did that happen in the World Baseball Classic? Yeah. Yeah. And it's Tom. He's out for against a the months. U.S. Against the U.S. Oh, coincidence, Pete. What's that? Is that a coincidence? It was I don't know. Daniel Bard. I don't know. I don't... Karma, karma comes back, dude. Karma comes back. <laughs> All right. And then, uh, who was the other one? Is there somebody else? No, just Diaz and Altuve. After the only two that come to mind. Okay, I thought there's somebody else. I saw something that that the Mets are not on the hook for Diaz's contract this year because really there's something about if because they're trying to promote the World Baseball Classic so hard that if you get her at the World Baseball Classic, the team the MLB pays the contract for the season. But if he really? plays plays one game for the Mets this year, the Mets are on the hook for it. Oh, interesting. You kind of always wonder if that's baked. It's got to be like baked into that stuff, right? I don't know. That's pretty wild, though. So I, if I'm a Mets fan, I feel a little bit better about it. Obviously, yeah, I know. Lose yeah. the best closers in baseball, but yeah. Torn Patel attended, man. Oh, pretty it's brutal. I mean, it's it's pretty been pretty exciting. I mean, you got USA versus the winner of Mexico and Japan, Japan. in the finals. Um, Man, I hope team Team USA repeats and gets another dub. Paul Goldschmidt's been playing. Is he, is he the most underrated player in? He's so good. MLB. Yeah. I got. He's, like, he's going to be a Hall of Famer, and no one ever talks about him. He's kind of like Arenado, I think a little bit. I know they're on the same team, but it's just like they're both just so good, but they never get talked about. Are we yeah. saying that because we're all fans of AL teams, and Goldschmidt's always played in the NL? 
So I feel like if we were to ask like a, a I Cubs think they just played on bad Cardinals fans because he was like, on the Diamondbacks uh, and now the Diamondbacks. Cardinals. So he had the same path as as Arenado. Yeah, and a West team and because Goldschmidt's been leading the NL in a bunch of major categories for the last couple of seasons. Yeah, so we can ask Cubs fans. I just don't know if they've watched their games the last couple oh. of seasons. Yeah, I wouldn't. I'm just kidding. I would never miss a Yankees game. Um, Aaron Judge on the USA team doesn't love his country, Pete. No, he's, he's team first guy, dude. Sign a 300. I think I think million dollar contract. I think somebody Yankees else who's about to sign half a bill next year is playing. Shohei. Yeah. I don't think he's. I don't think he's been pitching. Though. Yeah, he said his yeah. arm's good tonight. He's good for a bull, a bullpen. Not concerned. I I like that the Yankees pretty much stayed back. Um, hey, we got one. We got one mission of mine. You know what that is, Rick? Pete, I'm rooting for you, dude. I never want to see. I never want you to go through what I've gone through in these last couple days. Let's just take a step back about New York sports right now. Just take one little step. Oh, back. here we go. Here we go, Dean. Devils, Rangers, right. Islanders. Here we go. All make the playoffs. Nets and Knicks, both going to make the playoffs most likely. So Yankees, your team's in New York sports. I I'm saying New York sports. Yankees and Mets. Probably Mets are the favorite in the NL. Yankees are right there with the Astros. And then the Jets and Giants. Giants were a playoff team last year. Jets might get Aaron Rodgers. I mean, New York sports have not been this relevant in national sports i would say in a long time all the teams are relevant right now every single one of them they doing banners for that can't, you can't say this relevant you can't say the same about the boston teams right now we were relevant for two decades oh we're talking about the past. and we are we have the best NBA, the one of the best nba and the best nhl teams so yeah. are, are, those, are the celtics falling off five and five in their lives yeah they are they are i'm more, i'm a little worried bruins the bucks, still bruins a little worried about playing that. well Ever since they named Missoula coach, it's gotten a little hairy. Yeah. I don't know why. But real quick, I mean, how do we how do we love how's the NCAA and college basketball so much better than the NBA? I mean, this was just like light years ahead of like no one cares about the NBA compared to this, right? No comment. No, no comment. I mean, Pete, this is your comment to make. I mean, you guys just say that I hate on the NBA all the time. So you, no, you're not, not, you're, you know where I stand. You know where I stand. Oh, I was kind of like a lot. It was kind of like a, a lob to you. Yeah, and I'll slam dunk it. The NBA sucks. But Pete, why do you think there's such a disparity between the college basketball and the tournament? It felt like the Olympics at its prime this weekend, and then the NBA. You tur- you know they're like, all right, we're gonna switch to an NBA highlight, and just like, gosh. As soon as these guys get paid, dude, their their mentality changes. And and ninety five percent of these guys will never not even go to the NBA. I know that's what makes it so brilliant. I think, yeah, I think that that's what makes some people appreciate is that these guys are not just these gods that you see on TV. Like the NBA dudes yeah. are the best of the best, like peak yeah. athleticism, peak everything. But in college, you see some of these guys. Like Drew Timmy, who's one of the best players in college basketball, is not gonna go. Is not gonna play in the NBA. 
like doesn't have these insane measurables, but yet he's one of the best players on one of the best teams. I mean, I think there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, have Purdue you, Purdue doesn't have NBA players, and then we had the squad no. that they had. Half these guys have a LinkedIn. Yep. Yeah, they're trying to get yeah. <laughs> they're like work yep. experience beating yep. Purdue in the tournament. Yeah, and, and that's all I'll say. One, one more thing about the tournament is, man, like, and maybe I'm just soft like that, but man, every year, like, when I, like I see some of these teams lose, I start kind of scrolling through to see how many of their guys are like seniors on some of these teams, like as they lose and bow out of the tournament, especially the further they go, because I'm like, these guys, their days of playing high level basketball are done. Yeah, like, yeah. I feel bad for, some, for, for those guys. It happens every year, every tournament. Well said. So, with that being said, what do you think we uh, knock out? Let's do four picks, guys. Four picks, one from each region. Yeah. For the Sweet Sixteen, you guys like that? Okay. Yeah, yep. that, that works because I was like, I really couldn't have any picks tonight. <laughs> Get this out. No, we're we're sticking to college basketball for picks for for this week. Sounds Unless you good. guys are opposed. Sounds good. So one out of each region, or just one Sweet 16 game? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Pete, you want to start? I will start. All right, we'll start with the South region. You got Bama, San Diego State, Creighton, Princeton. Are the, the lines are out, right? They are. Yeah. I like Bama minus eight. I just think they're rolling. San Diego State's looks looks good, but they haven't really had a challenge yet playing Charleston and Furman. Um, Bama just looks too good. That Creighton-Princeton line is kind of funky. I mean, it's minus 10 for Creighton. I know Creighton's playing well, but I mean, like you said earlier, Rick, like Princeton, nothing to lose. That That's yeah. scary. A double-digit dog scares me. Um, so I'll roll Bama minus 8. Moving over to the Midwest, you got Houston, Miami, and Xavier, Texas. Um, I think I'm going to take Miami plus seven. I'm not I'm not sold on Houston. They're I like great that defensively, but I don't know, man. I also like Texas. I'll take my Miami plus seven. <laughs> Miami with the points. Okay. Uh, you got Arkansas, UConn, and Gonzaga, UCLA. UConn minus three and a half. Take out Arkansas. And then Tennessee, FAU, and Kansas State, Michigan. What What's the saying for Kansas State, Rick? Email. 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 Email plus two. Kansas State plus two. Taking down the Sparties. Let's go email. Email. Is that Moneyline, Peter, plus two? You just convinced me. Let's take a money line. Email. I don't know e how they're dogs, Pete. That's my pick, too. Yeah, right. I think that's. I think this is a squad pick. I think email. That's a rat effect. line if I've ever seen one. Bro. All right, so we're all in on Kansas State money line? Yes. Email. 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 Bye, right, Dean. All right. Yeah, I'll be no thoughts, just vibes on these picks. UCLA Cut. minus two over Gonzaga in the West. Cut. Bama minus minus seven. Wait, is that minus seven and a half or minus eight, Pete? I've got 
Uh, I got seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, whatever it is, seven and a half, eight. I got minus eight. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I'll I'll take that. Bama keeps rolling. And U of H minus seven over Miami. Those are my picks. Let's ride. Let's ride, baby. Let's ride. UCLA, right? Was the other one? Sorry. Say it again. UCLA was your other pick? Yes. Yeah. UCLA minus two. All right. All right, boys. Um, email every man's wildcat money line. And I like man, it's a tough one. I like I like Princeton plus nine and a half, too. I like that. I got it at plus ten. Oh, even, even better, dude. Um, so I got east south, um, midwest. I like Texas minus four. I like Texas minus four. And then finally, my West pick. Um, I think Gonzaga UCLA is going to be the game of the tournament. I think I, we, there's been no overtime games yet this tournament. And so I think this game could go to overtime. Um, I know that's kind of, that's not my pick, but. You're picking the over. <laughs> I'm, pick, I'm, pick, I'm picking the over 145. I think these teams could score e- easily score 80 each. I like it, Rick. I think the over could hit with before the under four timeout. So it's going to be a track meet. Hake Jimenez and Drew Timmy going to be a great matchup. So, <laughs> Hake Jimenez. And that's how you see it. No, I think it's Jaime Yaquez. <laughs> God damn. Hake Jimenez. Jaime. Jaime Yaquez. Hey, keep one and you could practice it for next week. Jaime Yaquez. Okay. I've, I've had a mush brain all all episode so forgive me i like him though i think he's an amazing player should have been first team all, all american too well boys i think that's it again when you have a podcast you, you gotta face the music so maybe boy next am year. i glad we're not the purdue big rigs yeah, yeah. I think this is a good time to dis fully disassociate with the the Purdue athletics. Um, at least it can only go up from here. Um, but whether I like it or not, dude, we're we're always gonna be Boilermakers. So I love Purdue. I will always love Purdue. But this one stings, boy. It's gonna sting for a long time. So, um, hey, one last shout out. There's a there's a special rig part of Big Rig Nation who showed me some notes over the weekend just takes extensive notes on the episode um shout out i think i've shot him out before paul bloodgood just absolute i think he knows us better than we know each other just absolutely insane like yeah he's like oh you were up like plus four units for the conference pick i was like i had no idea so i mean he'd take we'll have to get him on the pod sometime but shout out paul he's a true day one listener so anyway um we love you all thank you for your hanging in there with us you all are big rig nation we are the sad big rigs we're out peace